Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yay! Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fireworks in my na- my neighborhood. Letter even tonight, it sounded like a war song. I feel like the whole week that everybody's—it's just, it's just been like for five na- days straight. They've been crazy. It it was really bad on New Year's. Oh Day, my though. God, it was insane. But my neighborhood hasn't stopped. Yeah, ours hasn't either. I mean, all year Shorty, round. She won't, she, when she hears them, she can't eat. Mm. And she won't eat. I feel so, okay. So, on that Nextdoor app. Mm-hmm. We've oh, my had, God. <laughs> but, oh, I love I, the ones that are like, it's not fireworks, it's gunshots. I'm like, okay. it's fireworks. But, mm, I guess there were some gunshots. Yeah. I told Hannah that night, I'm like, that's gunshots. There's a clear difference between gunshots and fireworks they definitely sound different i like how we went from really good wine (laughs) to a (laughs) 3.99 to arbor (laughs) (laughs) oh can i have more is it gone um there's more in this yeah that's funny but what were you saying about i forgot what i was saying now about the fireworks in your neighborhood they are first of all constantly going off all year round but i feel bad for the there's people when it's not New Year's or Fourth of July. Right. And they're just all year round. And people are like, I'm a retired vet and I have PTSD. And I understand like people wanting to do this during special holidays. Yeah. And I can prepare for that. Fourth of July and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Cool. But every that, other day. It's very hard. For people who have PTSD who were in a war and have to hear, I mean, they literally are freaking out hearing that. And oh, even yeah. that, even on um, New Year's, when I was going to bed, I'm like, can you imagine how in some countries this sound is, is a normal way life. of life? Yeah. It's their life. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But then, and then having dogs, like Shorty. Poor dogs. She has the worst, and she's always had the worst anxiety when it comes to fireworks. Um, so and the dogs that run away because of hearing them. She shakes and shakes and shakes. Mm-hmm. So I gave her some CBD oil. Oh, good. Uh, that doesn't really help her. Oh. She had the worst night. She had the worst night. And so then they really, of course, like on the stroke of midnight, like they went insane. Insane. They were already insane in our neighborhood. Oh, I mean, it was like, like never ending. Yeah. Boo, boo, I mean, we boo, had a good boo, light boo. show. I'm not going to. Oh, they, I saw nothing. No, we. I but it sounded like it was. It was kind of beautiful, but at the same time, oh, I, I can't imagine. Nothing. But it sounded like they were throwing them in, in my backyard, and I kept telling Hannah. I kept going out to look, and I didn't see anything, because I want to see lights. When we finally did go to, can I just tell you? So at the stroke of midnight, Albert had already fallen asleep. The boys had already went home because they were worried about their dogs. It was just us and the boys, because Albert made menudo, and then. I could tell he was already getting tired. So, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes before midnight, like, I heard him going. <laughs> so, that's fine. I was like, okay, I'll just wake him up and say, happy, you know, I'll happy wake him up with year. a kiss. Which I did. And he was like, and trust me, like, we, the only thing we really even had to drink that night was a little bit of whiskey in our hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. What, what, what? And I was like, I I wanted to laugh. (laughs) That's hilarious. 
And then he kind of woke up. He woke up. He's like, are you still shooting fireworks? (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) No, that just started. It's only eight o'clock. That's me. It was a minute, though. It's giving me gas. (laughs) The the thunder down under. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Goodbye 2020. Oh my gosh. Hello 2021. Mm -hmm. Please be nice. It's going to be amazing. It will. Everybody just has to be amazing. (laughs) You know what I liked when I was watching some of the, the New Year's Eve special things? There was one channel that was like, it's like the Debbie Downer of channels showing all the the crap from mm-hmm. 2021 and then i think it was nbc that was showing like funny enlightening things like that actually happened that were- yeah there were good things that happened and not they didn't drudge up the covid stuff and the anti-maskers the, yeah. and the politics nope. and they just yeah, did fun like look what this person did and look at this and look how funny this was and it was it was it was like bringing it in on a positive, enlightening note. That's what we need. That's what we needed. We get the COVID and the crap and the sad and the reminders every, as soon as you turn your TV on in the morning. Right. So We don't need that. We need a break every once in a while. We know what's there. Yeah. I don't think anybody is pretending it's not. Mm. I mean, I think they all have their... <laughs> Special ways of thinking it special, special, special like church lady special, special, very special, so special. All right, well, we got a special story. We do. Um, So we started kind of talking about it on the last episode that lasted for. It was actually a whole three hours that we Mm. recorded, but I was able to kind of pare it down to two, which I personally thought was hilarious when i was i even texted you and was like that show was hilarious we were lit (laughs) we were a little bit (laughs) i told aiden i'm like if you haven't listened to it yet you need to did he he listen to it he listened to it on the way home after christmas whatever and he's like i laughed the whole way did he it was funny (laughs) super cute thanks again aiden yeah i told him i'm like i think we thanked you a hundred times we did (laughs) I even mm-hmm. cut out a few of the thank yous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we kind of touched on this on the last episode. We start, I started talking about the Zodiac Killer, the cipher mm, that yeah, just got de- decoded. Yeah. And we said, oh, we should do that story. Yeah. And so I was like, why haven't we done that story? So I started looking into it. And here we are. Here we are. That story. We're going to do it. And I think our mm-hmm. whole, this whole episode. Episode? This episode. This whole episode. Welcome. In this whole episode, we're going to be doing... <laughs> you're, you're copying my lips. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Hilarious. This whole episode, we're going to be talking about the Zodiac Killer. We're going to be talking about the Zodiac this whole episode on Masterpiece Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So I actually watched the movie, The Zodiac. And as did I. Who 
hello. So we have Apollo in here with us. He's really cuddling up with me. He wants to climb in the chair with her. Hi. All right. This is pretty cute. He is like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, here we go. You come in? Get down. No. He actually was making my back feel good. Oh, was he? He's being He's like, I think your back hurts. Okay. On Masterpiece Theater. On Masterpiece. Speaking of Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> masterpiece Have you theater. watched Sanditon? The what? Sanditon. No. It's pretty good. What's it on? I bit on Master... It's on PBS. Oh, no. Maybe I have because I watch a lot of those. I get sucked into them. I think you'd know if you watched this one. Why? I don't know. Cute people on it? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Watch it. Get okay. back to me. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Go Speaking ahead. of, Cobra Kai <laughs> huh? on Netflix, totally freaking, me and Albert watched, it's like spent the whole day watching the third season of Cobra Kai. I haven't heard of it. No. Cobra? Cobra Kai. Uh-uh. Karate Kid? Oh, it's that what that was? I thought it was just Karate Kid, and no, I turned it off. It. So they have two seasons mm. that were out there. So we binged that, went through that right away, and then the new season just like came on yesterday, and we went through that whole season. Really? Yeah. I was. I think it took like five and a half hours because they're not like long episodes. Mm. And there's about ten. I think there's ten episodes. I had put myself so much into this zodiac thing that i had to like get out of it because really? that's all i was thinking because i watched the whole series on hulu right i watched the movie mm-hmm. and then i was watching the, history, the history channel one. Oh yeah all the so good thing yeah that is good i was i like literally like was tuned in for the like a lot of times i'll put something like that on and then i'll zone out and i'll be like oh i gotta put it on it again so i can really pay attention and like, I was like, oh, wow, this is really intriguing. Yeah, it was. It was really intriguing. What? Sometimes I wonder how much of that, like, they're like, can you look like you're thinking a little more seriously? <laughs> <laughs> can you look a little more official? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They always look super, super serious in that. <laughs> oh, you relaxed. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. Just yeah. don't fart, kid, okay? No. Was blow us out of this room. Did I leave that? I can't even remember if I left that in the episode. I think you did, because we were both like, Wah! Oh, it was the one right before it. Oh, was it? Was it that one? I, I don't, don't remember. remember. They're all starting to blend together. fart all the time. <laughs> blow us out of here. Anyways. Okay, so yeah, we started talking about this the last time, so I was like, okay, let's do it. So this whole episode is going to be Zodiac-centric. We even have a haunting like, it's just like a little... Do you have... Did you? What? Oh, no. So, that rabbit hole led to nowhere. Really? Nowhere. Darn. I got all excited because I was like... I kept searching and searching. There's got to be hauntings or people talking about stuff. Right. But no. So, when you think of the Zodiac Killer, I think of Jack the Ripper. Like, the like the Zodiac Killer yes. is our Jack the Ripper yes. for this time. Yeah, I know. And it is crazy how many... It's, you know what I was thinking while I was researching and watching and it's almost like there's so many people that were claiming 
they know who it is. Right. It's part of their family. It's crazy to think that, well, first of all, just by the looks of him from the sketch. Right. He kind of does fit a lot of males back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, even oh, yeah. my dad, he I could say, oh, he looks just like my dad back right. then. The glasses, the face shape, the haircut. I mean. It's like they all wore the same. They all looked alike. Same glasses. Yeah. The same kind of like same crew haircut. cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that with that, I was like, but it was crazy. How well, First of all, how many people w- really want to believe that their loved one is the Zodiac Killer? That my dad was the Zodiac Killer. Yes, there's a ton. I know. And there's so many people that they had suspected of it. And there's so many people that actually fit the evidence. It's It was insane yeah. while I was watching all that. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, totally but, insane. And the thing is that it, there's such a community out there, like a, yes. a internet community out mm-hmm. there that have, like they've just dedicated all their time to trying to decipher all these yeah. codes and just mm-hmm. try to figure out who the the killer is in yeah. general because it's and just left so, that big of a mystery. Right. There's so many books written. It's just crazy how he had gotten away with it. Yeah. And when you read some of the ciphers in the letters, yeah. like he sounds so juvenile. Yes. And like so like craved for attention like it's it i don't know it's almost like super amazing to me that he's he's taken up so much time in the last what 50 something years Mm -hmm. anyways all right so we'll just we'll get into it the killings that are attributed to the zodiac killer started on december 20th 1968 when a teenage couple betty lou jensen and david faraday pulled into a gravel turnout off of lake herman road at about 10 15 this was well known in the area as a lover's lane can you imagine let's just let me just for the younger audience who may not know much about it let's let's kind of set the scene mm-hmm. like this cute couple goes on a date they go up to Lover's Lane. Every place has a Lover's Lane. Mm-hmm. And they go up there. I to... think this was their first date. Yeah, I think so too. Because he, I think he was a little nervous. She was like, she was more into it than right. him, it seemed like. Yeah, they were all just innocently going up there. It seemed like she had been being, the way the, way the movie kind of portrayed it, didn't it look like she had felt like been being stalked by like a crazy boyfriend? Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, that's the way they made it seem. Yeah, that aside, they're up there getting ready to make out in the front seat of the car. And this car mysteriously is pulling up. Yeah, pulls up next to them, gets out. Well, anyways, I mean, after doing how many of these stories, like, I I would never, ever want to go to Lover's Lane. Because you're... Chances of being murdered seem to grow go up exponentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Utilizing available forensic data, Robert Graysmith. Wait, we didn't get that far. What? We're not done. Oh, okay. Was oh, that all you're saying? Well, then let's get let's hit the whole scene. Oh yeah. So okay, go for it. So they they're up at Lover's Lane. Then they're this car pulls up. It kind of pulls up and then goes by them, kind of intimidates them a little bit. They think they're out of the woods. It's gone. Turns mm-hmm. around, comes back, and the guy's like, hey, you know. That's actually the second murder. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's not the first one? No. Oh, which this one This one was before that. And they went straight into the second murder on the... Oh, That's how okay. the movie starts. How did this one happen? Basically the same The same thing, way? But they, the, he pulls up next to them. Oh, and so then, that's why I said she felt like she was being stalked right. because yeah, that one acted all fishy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. She a little loosey Drives away and then he comes up. Yeah. Straight behind them and they're like. What the fuck? Yeah. And so he's trying to like cut it loose. Okay. Do the first one. Set that scene a little more. He comes up next to them. Comes up next to them. Just goes Uh in and just like shoots both of them. So they didn't really get into that. No, they didn't. Even even on the other things I did, they didn't talk about that. Yeah, they they mentioned them, but they because at first they didn't associate this one with the because it was the very first one. So of course they're not thinking this is. They didn't think it was a serial. Yeah, they thought it was completely like a robbery gone bad or something. Right, right, right. Um. So after everything is said and done, utilizing the available forensic data, Robert Graysmith postulated. I'm so sorry. Did he call this one in? No. Okay. No, but he claimed it when he did the second one. Okay, he said, that right. was me. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. So Robert Graysmith, who is played by, um, oh my God, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr.? No, no. he was the, um, the oh, main reporter. Oh, he was reporter. the reporter guy, yeah. yeah. So anyways, Robert Graysmith writes like one of the best known books called The Zodiac. And the movie The Zodiac is based off of Robert Graysmith's movie. Wait a minute, book. Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake, yeah, Jake He G- played Gyllenhaal. that? I didn't yeah. even recognize him. Yeah. That's insane. I didn't recognize him. Sorry, continue. So anyways, that's Robert Graysmith. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he postulates that another car pulled into the turnout just prior to 11 p.m. and parked beside the couple. Is this the second one around? No, this is the first one. First one's tough. The killer apparently exited the second car and walked toward the Rambler, possibly ordering the couple out of the Rambler. Jensen appeared to have exited the car first, yet when Faraday was halfway out, the killer apparently shot him in the head. The killer then shot Jensen five times in the back as she fled. That's right. Her body was found 28 feet from the car, and the killer then drove off. So then, the one you're thinking of, mm-hmm. the next murder takes place the following year. It's about six months later. It's mm-hmm. July 4th. So that, that first one was December. Mm-hmm. Um, Darlene Farron and Michael Maggio drove into the Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo, about four miles from the, la- from the Lake Herman Road murder site. They park. While they are both sitting in the car, a sec- second car pulls up into the lot, parks next to them, but then drives away. The car returns about 10 minutes later and parks behind them. This is mm-hmm. that one. Yep, yep, yep. The driver of this car gets out, approaches the passenger side door of Farron's car, carrying a flashlight and a 9mm Luger. That'd be so scary. I know. Can you, I can't even imagine. And they're so young. You're in a vulnerable, like, you're off the... The beaten path, mm-hmm. obviously, because you want to get busy. Right. You're in a vulnerable... I think that's probably why a lot of these mm-hmm. murders take place in lovers' lanes, because these people are vulnerable. Yes. So vulnerable. They're not... They're prepared to get killed, so they're not... Well, hormones are like, have t- completely mm-hmm. taken over their body, so they're not thinking of other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While flashing the light in their eyes, a killer shoots at them, firing five times. The killer walks away from the car, but heard Maggio moaning... So he comes back, returns, and shoots them both two times, each again before driving off. <sighs> Maggio lives. Yes, that's right. So on July 5th, 1969, at 12.40 a.m. Oh, hold on. Because on the first one. So that was the one, fourth. Okay, but on the first one, is that the one where she died and he lived a little bit in the ambulance and then died on his way to the Possibly. hospital? Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, on July 5th, which is the day after, um, at 12.40 a.m. in the Vallejo Police Department, receives a call from someone claiming responsibility for the attack. Mm. So, 
obviously like he can't just let it be he Mm -hmm. somebody has to know what he did well because in the movie they make it look like he called that night Mm -hmm. but i think it was pretty much that night Mm -hmm. oh 12 40 a.m yeah 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 okay so during this call, the person also takes credit for the murders on Lake Herman Road. Mm-hmm. So that's when he's like, that was me too. He wants to make sure. See, this is the thing. Like, it was almost like he wanted to get caught. And yeah. he wants, he, his ego is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Cra- he's gross. Crazy ridiculous. Oh, can, so can you pause for a second on Lake Herman when we were talking about the paranormal thing? Uh-huh. That was where they seemed to get some spirit box stuff on there. Mm-hmm. But... There's not any real haunting stuff that I was getting when I was... I got all excited. Trying to research. I got Dude, all excited. I, I am always surprised that there's not like a backup ghost story Yeah. when we're doing some of these stories. I know. It's too. just crazy to me. Especially the way... They died. People, yeah. But then that's a good thing because they kind of... They went to the light and they don't look back. And nobody's maybe. messing... Keeping them here. Yeah. Carl's traced to a phone booth at a gas station at Springs Road in Tulum... Oh. located about three-tenths of the mile f- of a mile from Farron's home. So just down the street from Farron's actual home. So he dri- drives mm. all the way back. All right, so Farron was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oh, that's Ma- the one that dies at the hospital. Oh, no. Farron is the, the girl. The girl, okay. And then Maggio survived the attack despite being shot in the face. Because he's one of the... Okay, sorry. The neck and the chest. This is when we get the first description describing yes. the attacker as 26 to 30... 195 to 200 pounds, about 5 feet, 8 inches tall, white male with short, light brown curly hair. Yes. So that's like the real, it's vague still, but it's the first description that's out there. Yeah. So then, that's when the first letters start coming. Seems like he's the only one that says something about the curly hair. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. Anyway. When I wrote that down, I was like, have I heard that one before? Because even yeah. in the picture, there's not really curly hair. No. And I even noticed that. It, it took me a while. And I was like, but I could have he has I a flashlight in his face. Oh, yeah. So, so it's hard for him. But. Yeah. What were you saying? I'm sorry. But I even was, it took me a while to notice because I remember hearing curly hair and then all the other stuff I was watching, nobody ever said anything. About and curly hair. And I'm like, hair. why did I hear something about curly? I'm making shit up. <laughs> so you probably read it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then a few weeks later on August 1st, so that was from the beginning of July. Now we're here at August 1st, mm-hmm. 1969. Three letters received by the Vallejo Times Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. The letters um, were nearly identical and described by a psychiatrist as someone that was brooding and isolated. Mm. The letter writer takes credit for the Lake Herman murders and the Blue Rock Spring shootings. Each letter also included one third of a 408 syllable cryptogram. So each of them get a third of it. Oh, so, oh that's right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Which the killer claimed contained his identity. The killer demanded they be printed on each paper's front page or he would cruise, C-R-U-S-E, mm-hmm. around all weekend, killing lone people in the night. And that's another thing his spelling is awful and and there's a theory out there that he misspells on purpose to Mm. make it sound like he's dumber than he actually is Uh, okay there's there's yeah that's one of the theories that's out there and yeah i'll get into that um so he'll move on to kill again until i end up with a dozen people over the weekend all right the chronicle decided to publish it it's third it's third of the cryptogram 
on page four of the next day's edition. An article printed alongside the cryptogram quoted Jackie Stilts um, saying, we're not satisfied that the letter was written by the murderer and requested the writer send a second letter with more facts to prove his identity. Oh, well, tricky. Yeah. What would, what would we do? I was thinking about that. What would I do? I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to print that shit for him and humor him. Right. But I'm not responsible. No. But then he's saying, I'm I'm going to kill kill more people. people. And he's crazy. Right. So he just might. Yeah. So. And he kind (laughs) of. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have two dogs that are probably going to be snoring in a minute here. On August 7th, 1969, another letter was received at the San Francisco Examiner with the salutation, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. Mm-hmm, speaking. Yeah. Speaking. Writing. Writing. <laughs> this was the first time the killer had used this name for identification. This is the first mm. time he calls himself the Zodiac. Yeah. The letter was a response to Chief Stilt's request for more details that would prove he had killed Faraday, Jensen, and Farron. In it, the Zodiac... Cl- <gasps> Before I was only doing that to you... <laughs> I don't like that. I kind of got annoyed on the last episode that with the, what do you call it? I cut a lot of it out Mm. when we were doing the... The spirit box thing? The spirit box. Mm -hmm. I got annoyed with it. Why? I don't know. I don't know why I got... Because it was like taken away from the story. Because you were trying to tell Mm. the story. Mm. And it was like... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay. But it was... That's, that's, there was some freaky stuff. Some freaky stuff. Some freaky stuff that it was saying. So, anyways, um, I I might I might just put that up on Patreon. Yeah. I have to edit it a little bit more, but yeah, it was it gave me the creeps. Mm-hmm. I took a lot of it out. <laughs> that was shorty. <laughs> she answers again. Yeah. All right. This was the first time. Okay. The letter was a response to Chief Stiltz's request for more details that would prove he had killed Faraday, Jensen, and Farron. In it, the Zodiac included details about the murders, which had not yet been released to the public, as well as a message to the police that when they crack this code, they will have me. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, what is that? <laughs> That's good. We're not ants on sugar or anything. This thing is pure sugar. Oh, yeah. All right, but we're not as lit as we were the last time. We were so we're not silly. Lit. We were yeah. silly. We it were. Was, that was that was a good time. It was a good time. Even though, like, the subject matter of my story, <laughs> this was like, I was like, oh my god, we're so inappropriate. <laughs> I love it though when we're laughing at ourselves, and then I'm like, "Do do other people think we're as funny as I think we are right now?" Because I think we're hilarious. As okay. funny as two drunks can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Then on September twenty fifth, I write two hundred fifty seventh. Okay, something 1969, September, in September, 25th. All right, Pacific Union College students Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were picnicking by, this one they showed in there, by Lake Bericia, or yeah. Bay, Barisa, I don't know ba- how to say that. 
Uh, oh, and that's another one I looked up because I thought for sure that one's got to be. That one is haunted. I might do a story or you or me, one of us, but it's not haunted because of this. Really? It's got some hauntings, though. Uh-huh. And because they say there's like a ghost town in there uh-huh. or under there. Under or the lake? Oh, really? And that boats, like they'll get something pounding from underneath the water on their mm-hmm. boat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, scary. That just gave me goosebumps. Okay. All right. So, Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were picnicking at Lake Beresim on a small... I I don't know if I'm saying that right. Wait, I'm trying to look for... Can I see the word? I don't even think I wrote it right. Barissa. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. On a small island connected by a sandpit to Twin Oak Ridge, a white man, about 5 feet, 11 inches, weighing more than 170 pounds, with combed greasy brown hair, approached them... Wearing a black executioner's type hood. This one is creepy. Like, mm-hmm. it's creepy. Can you imagine you're chilling out on the lake with your guy, having a little picnic romance, and then this guy, like, at first you're like, what is that? Who is that? Oh, my God. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> it's a hooded guy. Yeah, he's wearing, like, an executioner a, hood. Yeah, and he had a gun at the time. And this is the one where he has, like, the, the zodiac, zodiac symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, no, no, no. I can't even imagine the terror that they were going through. Mm-mm. So the black executioner type hood with clip-on sunglasses over the eye holes, which is weird. Yeah. And a bib-like device on his chest that had a white three by three inch cross circle symbol on it. He approached them with a gun, which Hartnell believed to be a forty-five. So he doesn't even use the same gun every time. No, no. The hooded man claimed to be an escaped convict from jail with the two-word name. In either Colorado or Montana, a police officer later inferred that he had been referring to a jail in Deer Lodge, Montana, where he had killed a guard and subsequently stolen a car, explaining that he now needed their car and money to go to Mexico, Mm. as a vehicle he had been driving was too hot. (laughs) He made Shepard tie up Hartnell, and then he tied her up with plastic clothesline that was, like, mm-hmm. cut specifically in, like, a. it was already cut in pieces. Um, he noticed that Shepard had tied Hartnell's hands loosely. Because she was scared. Yeah. Well, and she was probably like, please get out of this yeah. and save me. Yeah. Um, Hartnell, who lives initially, believed that this was a robbery, but that the man pulled out a knife and stabs them both repeatedly. Hartnell, Hartnell was stabbed six times and Shepard ten. The killer then goes back to their car that was back up by Knoxville Road mm-hmm. and he drew the cross circle symbol on the Hartnell's car door with black felt tip pen and wrote beneath that Vallejo slash 12-20-68 7-4-69 September 27th 69 630 by knife. Mm-mm. And there's pictures and if you saw the movie, I you know, saw it. Yeah. Again, because he has a need to draw attention to himself and what he's done, he called the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a payphone to report his crime. He states to the operator that he wished to report a murder. No, a double mm-hmm. murder. Mm-hmm. Detectives were able to lift a palm print so fresh 
that they had to artificially dry it so that they could lift it off of the phone. Um, Someone nearby hears the screams as well. They're out fishing on the lake. And while he was fishing... Okay, so he ends up calling the park rangers. Cecilia Shepard was conscious when the deputy Dave Collins arrived and provided a detailed description of the attacker. Mm. She ends up dying two weeks later, but Hartnell survived... To recount this tale to the press. And I think he's the one that takes off out of town. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it after a while. I don't blame him. Two weeks later, on October 11th, 1669. Well, we're going back in time. (laughs) Um, 1969, a white male passenger entered the cab driven by Paul Stein. Okay, so this is in San Francisco. Uh Um, At the intersection of Mason and Geary Streets, one block west of Union Square in San Francisco, requesting to be taken to Washington and Maple Streets. So I've never been to San Francisco. Is this the the taxi cab? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then he requests to be taken to Washington Mm -hmm. and Maple Streets in Presidio Heights, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty well-off neighborhood. Mm -hmm. For reasons unknown, Stein drives a block past Maple to Cherry Street. This is when the passenger shoots Stein in the head with a 9 millimeter. Mm-hmm. He took Stein's wallet and car keys and tears a section of Stein's blood-stained shirt tail. He has, is seen by three teenagers across the street at 9.55 p.m. And they're watching it in progress while they're calling the police and reporting it. Totally watching him wipe stuff down. Yeah. yeah. Cut the shirt. They didn't know what he was doing when he went to the driver's side, but that's what he was doing. He was yeah. getting pieces of... And shirt. wiping his... And wiping stuff wiping down, yeah. down. And taking the keys. And a wallet. Mm. Yeah. So, and then the crazy part about this, and then they did portray this in the movie, too. So, when the bolo first goes out... Yes! It goes oh out gosh. as a black man. This happens often, though. Misinformation goes to 911. I've called 911 before, and they've scrambled up my whole transmission yeah and it's like i never said any of that right i said this this because i always if i'm calling it i don't usually call 911 i call non-emergency but i always get very matter-of-fact information how do you mess that up right i'm not nervous i'm not yelling i'm not screaming i'm very clear precise how do you fuck that up yeah but they do they fuck it up often i mean they're they're human. This and they're they have high stress jobs. Right. It's not an easy job. Now, if you have somebody who's freaking out, that's when I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. Or if you have multiple callers calling too. But they well, just had these guys. There's three kids. Yeah. Like and they're probably I can like, imagine. oh, he looks like this. Oh, tell him this. Tell but him they that. corrected it, but not they in time. Not in time because they think that he walked mm-hmm. directly past two police officers. Okay, the dispatch first goes out. To describe the suspect as a black male, but this gets corrected. However, not before two patrol officers observe a white male walking away from the crime scene on the sidewalk east of Jackson Street. The encounter lasts only five seconds, but they move on not questioning him because they think they are looking for a black male. And he kind of just like sneaks off into the park and disappears. Yeah, and by the time they Figure realize and they go look for him, they can't find him. He's oh. not. He, took, he went into the park. So Officer Fook was, I, I hope I'm saying that right, it's F-O-U-K-E, describes the pedestrian, he's one of the two officers, mm-hmm. 
to be 35 to 45 years old, mm-hmm. 5'10", with crew cut similar to but slightly older than the description of the teenagers who had observed the killer in and out of Stein's cab as a 25 to 30-year-old crew cut white male about 5 foot 8 inches to 5 foot 9 inches tall. By the time they realize the mistake and they start searching, it's too late. He's gotten away. Because this didn't follow the original MO, the murder was first thought to be a robbery gone wrong. But true to form, a letter was received by the San Francisco Chronicle from the mm-hmm. Zodiac containing a piece of Stein's bloody shirt where yeah. he takes credit. Like, and how, like, that is so planned out. Right. Like, he knew he was going to shoot the guy. He wanted a piece of his clothing because he knew he, what he was going to do. Right. That's insane. Right. But is it, or is it smart? Is he intelligent, highly intelligent because he could plan that far ahead and know what exactly what he was going to do? Or is he just that insane? Both? It just sounds like he's insane. He's not dumb. He sounds super needy. He's he just not sounds dumb. so, like, he's just attention starved. Like, he needs some sort of recognition. Yeah, but I hate to give him credit. Yeah. I ha- I'd much rather say there's no smart criminal. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, yeah. He's got, he's not dumb yeah unfortunately Unfortunately. yeah oh um all right so the three teen witnesses so after they get this bloody shirt they're like oh shit this is a zodiac killer so then they go back and they get a sketch from these teen witnesses Uh and they have a police artist prepare a composite sketch of stein's killer a few days later and Uh this is where they get that good sketch that you see all the time of him with Uh the glasses and whatever Uh mm-hmm Detectives Bill Armstrong and Dave Toshi. That's me that just whispered. That's not something going on in our. Yeah. I feel like we explain that a lot. We we can we have EVPs. to because we do get EVPs. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I'll usually be like sending them to Carlene. Yeah. Uh, while I'm editing, mm-hmm. and then like I'll, I'll sometimes leave them in there. But once I've done all of like my running it through, like that was my throat. <laughs> <laughs> All the sound stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it really translates over. Mm -hmm. Like, after everything's smoothed out, you can't really hear it as much. No, because I play play it on that louder speaker, and I can't hear Mm -hmm. it usually. It's kind of crazy. I I think I might just, like, put together, uh, like, our greatest hits of EVPs that we've gotten over, like, the, the last year. Let's do it. Because it seems like the over the last year we've gotten a we've lot. We've gotten a good handful of EVPs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so detectives Bill Armstrong and Dave Toshi, who were also portrayed in the movie. Yes, yeah. Were assigned to the case. The San Francisco Police Department investigated an estimated 2,500 suspects over a period of years. This is the last known murder linked to the Zodiac Killer. However, he continued to write letters for several years taunting the police. On October 14th, 1969, the Chronicle received another letter from the Zodiac, Mm. this time containing a swatch of Paul Stein's shirt tail as proof he was the killer, Mm. which he's pretty much already asserted. It also contained a threat about killing school children. He writes, just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they are bouncing out. So this sets off like the whole city like on watch because everybody's worried that he's going to find a school bus and take out a and bunch of kids. And there's original footage. If you get on YouTube, you see original footage of the um the police cars mm-hmm. and the parents and the kids and he threw everybody up and crazy. 
town over that and the police the sheriff would just like follow the buses around and parents were picking their own kids up and probably other people's kids up and then he writes another letter Mm -hmm. taunting them pretty much Mm -hmm. saying if you believe i was going to pick off kids you deserve a bullet in your head or whatever something like it just something Mm -hmm. to that effect and Mm -hmm. it was just like wow he just had everything everybody's just like he was in control and he knew it he knew it he was getting so much attention from this. Mm-hmm. Um, then October 20th, 1969, the Zodiac calls the Oakland Police Department demanding that one of two prominent lawyers, F- and they portray-, portray this in the movie as well, mm-hmm. F. Lee Bailey or Melvin Belly, appear on AM. San Francisco, a talk show K- on KGO TV hosted by Jim Dunbar. Belly did appear on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunbar appealed to the viewers to keep the lines open eventually. Mm-hmm. Someone claiming to be the Zodiac called, which was really weird. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that's the actual recording that they played. I wonder. I, I meant to look that up, but I didn't. Mm. Um, but if it is, they have like his voice. His voice. All right. Several times said that his name was Sam. Belly agreed to meet him in Daly City, but no one arrived. So, and that was also portrayed in the movie. I thought they did pretty good in the movie. They did. They kept it pretty true to yeah. fa- facts. I mean, you how do you, dra- you can't dramatize that anymore. Yeah. It's, it was a good movie. It was pretty, mm-hmm. it was like an all-star cast. cast. And me and Albert watched it the other night. I was like, I know we watched this movie before, but why don't I remember all these details? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you're probably, you fell asleep or something, <laughs> which happens. Yeah. So if you watch that movie, The Zodiac, Robert Downer Jr. plays the Chronicle reporter, Paul Avery. Jake Gyllenhaal plays young Robert Graysmith. And Mark Ruffalo plays detective uh, Dave Tashi. On November 8th, 1969, the Zodiac mailed a card with another cryptogram consisting of 340 characters. This cipher was dubbed the Z340. So all these ciphers had like different names, especially the ones that they couldn't decipher Figure back out. then. Yeah. This is the one we started talking about on the last episode. And now 51 years mm-hmm. later, it's been solved. I think it was like December 5th mm-hmm. by an international team of private citizens mm-hmm. This is usually talking about this community mm-hmm. of people that mm-hmm. just are like... Which is crazy. It is And crazy. how do they know they got it right? Because there were other people that thought they got it and it wasn't I right. think because of the language, the language mm-hmm. in it too. I don't Maybe. know. There is so many ciphers out there. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a few others that haven't been completely deciphered. Yeah, I guess all the 341s, they haven't gotten a complete. They've gotten some of it. Mm-hmm. And those weren't right. This one, he got the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I watched his Australian interview. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Mm-mm. He did a whole interview on in Australia. It's, he must be from Australia. Yeah, there's three guys. One of them's from mm-hmm. Australia, one's from the mm-hmm. U.S., and the other one's from, I think he's from Germany or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the Australia guy, and he was talking about how they figured it out. It was very interesting. Uh, Sam Blake, that's mm-hmm. Australian. He's a mathematician. yes. Yes. And then it's uh, David Orenchek, a software mm-hmm. engineer from the U.S., mm-hmm. and then uh, Gerald Van Eyck, a computer programmer from Belgium. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's just crazy. Like, people spend so much. But that's just that whole puzzle thing. Like, we want to figure it out. Figure it out. We have to come up with the answer. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I'm glad they did. But at the same time, it doesn't tell you a damn thing. Right. It didn't say. He said it. If they figured it out, his name would be in it. Was his name in it? 
No, that's not the one with the name. They said his name would be in that one. I don't think it was that one. I think it's a different one. Mm. So they submit their findings to the FBI. The FBI states that the decoded message gave no further clues to the identity of Mm -hmm. the Zodiac, which, I mean, I read it on the last one. It was, like I said, kind of like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. It was childish. It was super childish. I'm having fun or something like that. (laughs) So ridiculous. And there's no clues. Maybe pull it up and then we'll read it again. So the Zodiac continued to communicate with authorities for the remainder of 1970 via letters, greeting cards to the press. In a letter postmarked April 20th, 1970, the Zodiac wrote, My name is (laughs) blank. Followed by a 13 character cipher. This is the, the this is the one the the Zodiac went on to state that he was not responsible for the recent bombings of a police station in San Francisco. I, I like that he needs to point that out. Right, right. It wasn't me. <laughs> Referring to the February eighteenth, nineteen seventy, death of Sa- Sergeant Brian McDonald two days after the bombing at Park Station in Golden Gate Park, but added there is more glory to killing a cop. Then mm. a kid, CID, oh. because a cop can shoot back. The letter included a diagram of a bomb the Zodiac claimed he would use to blow up a school bus. At the bottom of the diagram, he wrote Zodiac Killer, symbol dot SVG equals 10. So Zodiac, his symbol. Oh, okay. 10 S- San Francisco PD SV, SFPD equals zero. Oh, so. that's right. Because he, yeah. He was keeping and, score. And he was, yeah, because he was claiming all these others that yeah. he did it. Okay. All right. So Zodiac sent a greeting card postmarked April 20, 28th, 1970 to the Chronicle written on a card that says, I hope you enjoy yourselves when I have my blast, followed mm. by the Zodiac's cross circle signature. On the back of the card, the Zodiac threatened to use the bus bomb soon unless the newspaper published the full details he wrote he also wanted to start seeing people wearing some nice zodiac buttons and i, yes, I like how yes. they portrayed that in the movie <laughs> like, because because other wait who had buttons other people had buttons so uh, he wanted buttons too yeah oh my god that's yeah. what he said Okay, in a letter postmarked June 26, 1970, the Zodiac stated he was upset that he did not see people wearing Zodiac buttons. He wrote, I shot a man sitting in a parked car with a 38. The, the Zodiac was possibly referring to the murder of Sergeant Richard Radetic a week earlier on June 19th at 5.25 a.m. Radetic was riding a parking ticket in his squad car when an assailant shot him in the head with a 38 caliber pistol. What's that? Radetic died 15 hours later. There's another thing out there where it's like he, they think that he was just taking credit for shit that was going that right. was already happening. Yeah, he was taking credit for all these people that were. Being, he, there's evidence that he killed five. Right. But he's saying he killed 30. Yeah, he's just trying to rack up his numbers. Name, Did apparently. you already say that? I'm sorry. You I didn't was, mention that, no, did you? No. So the San Francisco Police Department denies the Zodiac was involved. The murder remains unsolved. Okay, there are several other murders that may or may not be linked to the Zodiac, and one of them is the 1966 Riverside murder of Sherry Jo Bates, who was a student of Riverside Community College. She spent the evening at the campus library annex until it closed at 9 p.m. So this is 1966. Wait, who's so this one? Banks? Is that Sherry Jo Bates. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is oh, 1966. Bates. This is three, like, a couple years before the first murder. Yeah, because there was... That they know of. There was a... Span, like he took a break. Yeah. He wasn't around. But this was before the first 
This was before the first one that I said okay. here. So okay. this was a few years earlier than that. But this one kind of came up and it, it matched the criteria. Oh, I haven't heard about this one then. Yeah. Well, they did kind of talk. Did you watch any of the um, the History Channel? Yeah. They did talk about this oh. one. And, the, and this, this isn't the, the Lake Havasu one. No, this no. is in Riverside. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. All right. She spent the evening at the campus library annex until it closed at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Neighbors reported hearing a scream around 10.30 p.m. Bates was found dead the next morning. A short distance from the library between two abandoned houses slated to be demolished for campus renovations. The wires in her Volkswagen distributor cap had been pulled out. She was brutally beaten and stabbed to death. A man's Timex watch was torn with a torn wristband was found nearby. The watch had stopped at 1224, but police believe the attack occurred much earlier. Hmm. A month later, the Riverside Police Department and the Riverside Press Enterprise received letters titled The Confession, where the author claims responsibility to the... This is like it's very similar. Mm -hmm to the Bates murder and provides details of the crime that were not released to the public. The author warns that she is not the first and won't be the last. So this is like two and a half years before the Zodiac killings in the future. Okay. So the author warns blah, blah, blah. In December of 1966, a poem was discovered carved into the bottom side of a desktop in the Riverside City College Library titled Sick of living, unwilling to die. Oh. The poem's language and hand... And I'm going to actually put this one up on the Uh site and on uh, Instagram and Facebook. The poem's language and handwriting resembled that of the Zodiac letters. It was signed with what was assumed to be the initials RH. During the 1978 investigation, Sherwood... (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, can I just say, does his handwriting for a guy... Guy's handwriting is usually kind of sloppy. Right. Does his handwriting seem really meticulous? Sometimes it does. And yeah. And sometimes it seems it's like it veers little, off. Yeah. And, yeah it's a little... But to me, like... But the ciphers themselves kind of just remind me of, like, drafting. Yeah. Like, any guy that's been in drafting can do the... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Straight lines. The straight... And... Yeah. Yeah. But even... I was watching, I'm like, for... I've never seen a guy's handwriting that nice. Like, it's so legible. <laughs> no, I know guys that could have written, like, I'll be like, wow, your handwriting's really nice. But his is, it's, like, meticulous in some of them. Right. Like, to me, like it seems like it's very clean. Like yes. And legible. And, yeah. So, for him to not be a good speller, it has to be, you just, that just made me think. It's like, like in purpose. my teacher mode, makes it go, to write that well. Right. But be a bad speller doesn't match. It doesn't. No. And then to like the whole cipher thing, like to be mm-hmm. during the 1970 investigation, Sherwood Morrill, California's top California's mm-hmm. top question documents examiner. Oh, okay. Expressed. Oh, yeah. um, oh okay. <laughs> that there, that's sense. a thing. <laughs> it made sense. Expressed his opinion that the poem was written by the Zodiac. What'd they say? They, yes. Thinks, yeah, it matches. Um, through a tip to Paul Avery, he follows this lead and links this with the Zodiac murders. On ni- March 13th, 1971, five months after Avery's article linking the Zodiac to the Riverside murder, the Zodiac mailed a letter to the Los Angeles Times. Mm-hmm. In the letter, he credited the police, not Ooh. Avery, for dis- and 
in the movie they show Avery he's the one that remember he kind of it looks like he goes to some sketchy place and I was like don't they have a front door oh. he's like so it's meeting <laughs> like I'm like why is he doing that yeah um so this is where he goes to meet his contact okay um that kind of tips him off that there's this other murder that mm. happened prior but he credits the police and not Avery and I think he had there was like that. some sort of thing with Avery he Avery's the one that he sent that Halloween card to with the uh, oh, another yes. piece of the shirt from yes. Stein. Yeah. Yeah. He did that to be Henri. Yeah. He's a man fucker. Yeah, he is. So he credits the police instead of Avery for discovering mm-hmm. the Riverside activity, but they are only finding the easy ones. That's mm. what he says. There are a hell of a lot more down there. Oh. Which is kind of scary. All right. So let's talk about suspects. So one of the main suspects for this case was Arthur Leigh Allen, Arthur Lee Allen. Mm-hmm. He was also a favorite of Robert Gray Smith, um, who is played by Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie. And the movie is based on his book, mm-hmm. The Zodiac. He'd been interviewed by the police early in the investigations and was the subject of several search warrants over a 20-year period. On October 6, 1969, Allen was interviewed by Detective John Lynch of the Vallejo Police Department. Allen had been reported in the vicinity of Lake Barissa. 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 Okay. Attack against Hartnell and Shepard on September 27th, 1969. He described himself as a scuba diving at Salt Point on that day Mm -hmm. of the attacks. Allen again came to the police attention in 1971 when his friend Donald Cheney reported to police in Manhattan Beach, California, that Allen had spoken of his desire to... I mean, this guy was a nutbag. Yeah. He's spoken of his desire to kill people. Mm-hmm. And he used the name Zodiac and to secure and secured a flashlight to a firearm for visibility at night. He... Oh, I, tell me when you're done. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. A- according to Cheney, or Cheney... His conversation occurred no later than January 1st, 1969. In September 1972, San Francisco police obtained a search warrant for Allen's mm. residence. Mm-hmm. In 1974, Allen was arrested for sexually assaulting a 12-year-old boy. He pleaded guilty and served two years in prison. At which time, that's, well, I thought it was three years, but there was, there was that. was a three-year span. Yeah, and there was that three-year break. Up to 74. Yeah, and he was in prison prison the whole time. Right. So ma- that's why he was like, come on, this shit is matching up. Right. Okay, go but ahead. But there's so many reasons it's not him. Right, right. I mean, there's so he's, for, not, he's not my favorite yet. For one, his DNA didn't match anything that they had. Well, he didn't have... I don't, I don't think they had DNA matched to him. So they, you can't say that it didn't match to him. No, they, they did match. They, they, I thought they... they, they yeah, they had because DNA. he oh wait because they said he often had other people lick his stamps. Yeah. So they wouldn't know. Yeah, but they they did get his DNA. Mm. I forgot what it was, but there was like maybe I wrote it because I had a whole shitload written God, I down can't about remember. him. I know they got his DNA somehow. They did get his DNA. Okay. They got the Zodiac's DNA, and this guy's yeah, DNA Zodiacs. didn't match. Up it didn't to him. match because. But it wasn't just the stamps. They got actual DNA. And I think it was because... What... They had the Zodiac's actual DNA. Yeah. But I don't know that they had this guy's actual No, they DNA. did. They got his DNA. Okay. They did get his DNA. Well, you watched probably more of that than I did. Says most of the evidence for Alan's, Alan was circumstantial. However, his DNA didn't match up. And none of his handwriting ever matched up with the Zodiac letters. 
He also had cut up animals in his freezer. Yeah. So he and was a sex freak. Toys. He I was mean, he, a freak. And I can't believe he only did it like a couple of years. He, like he, this guy was a freak. Are you done talking about him? Don't don't move on yet. Tell me when you're done talking I'm done, about yeah, him. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, wait. He also had bombs in his home. Mm-hmm. Bomb and bomb making stuff. Mm-hmm. And here, yeah, his DNA did not match, but it was said he had others like his stamps, his writing didn't match, like you said. Um, okay, then the rest is me. Say something else. Right, okay. Um. I did you want me to read that cipher? Yeah. yeah you want to do it, it now? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. The one that we read. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got so excited with that last thing. Because <laughs> you'd think he's our favorite, right. but is he? No. He's not no. Our favorite. Okay. It says, "I hope you are having lots of fun trying to catch me." That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise, spelled with a C, all the sooner. Because I now have enough slaves to work for me everywhere. Everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise, again with a C, so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise death. So bizarre. But so what is he saying? You know, they did think he had accomplices or like copycats and mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. they maybe he trained some well, other think, crazies. They think that like maybe a couple murders were Copy- like one guy and then maybe well not they think like there's one of the theories Theories. out that there is a like not all the murders are like Zodiac because he did he did have the habit of claiming things that he hadn't done. So this that- one's interesting. Mm-hmm. Ted Kaczynski, who's what? also known as the Unabomber, yes, was one of the suspects I for think, a while. I didn't see because that he'd part. been living in San Francisco during the time. Mm. Um, he was investigated for possible connections to being the Zodiac killer in 1996. He worked in Northern California at the time of the Zodiac murders and, like the Zodiac, had an interest in cryptography and threatened the press into publishing his communications. Mm. So, but then that didn't pan out. Then there was also Bruce Davis, a member of Charles Manson's Manson family cult mm. and a convicted murderer. Um, he was investigated, but no evidence linking him to the Zodiac murders was discovered. Okay, so I didn't go into all of them. There's like, a I lot. know there's another one that they like hi- highlighted on um, that. Are you going to bring up another one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there's also Earl Van Best Jr., who I'm going to let you go okay. into detail about. But that's not the one either. Okay. And then there's Ross Sullivan. That's not, well. That's one of them, but that's not. All right. The other so one. I'm gonna admit to you, Ross Sullivan's my favorite. For, okay, you go into that one, okay. and then oh, I got chills because okay. I can't wait to share right. who my favorite is. All Although right. he's kind of, I was torn, torn between him and this other guy. But then the further I went into it, I'm like, no, it is this guy. I don't think I finished all the History Channel stuff, though, so I might be jumping in too soon, okay. but it's okay. Go. All right. I'm, so I'm going to lay him so out sad. first. So yes. Ross Sullivan, who has recently become a favorite among the Zodiac sleuth, sleuth community mm-hmm. and was also spotlighted in the History Channel's hunt for the Zodiac, 
which is really interesting if you want to watch it. It's all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, he became a person of interest through the possible link between the Zodiac Killer and the murder of Sherry Jo Bates in Riverside. Mm-hmm. Um, Sullivan was a library assistant at the Riverside City College and was suspected by co-workers who all thought he was sketchy. Yeah. Um, who said that he went missing for several days after the murder. Oh. Sullivan resembled sketches of the Zodiac. He really does. Weight and height and wore military style boots um, mm-hmm. and military style style clothing. And here mm-hmm. was the weird thing that he always wore military like mm-hmm. fatigues and stuff. Then he disappeared after the murder and then comes back in normal school clothes, mm. which is really weird to mm-hmm. people. So and then the military footprints matched up with those at the Bariza crime scene. Also, the footprint expert said that the footprint belonged to someone that weighed at least 200 pounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Selvin was hospitalized multiple times for bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. He was the only one of the suspects that happens to have the Riverside connection. His own brother apparently thought that Ross might be the Zodiac. Ross died in 1977. Don't, don't, don't. Don't, don't, don't. And that is where my part of the story. So I'm like. <laughs> oh, and let me just put the disclaimer. Well, I'm saying no, did it? And almost saying, um, yeah, no, I'm right. You're wrong. She's probably right. And I'm probably <laughs> wrong. And I know that. I just think that he's like, because the connections are so strong. <laughs> oh, except like, for right here. Okay. Uh, you can have your opinion, okay, but I me. have mine. Tell me, tell me. I want to hear this. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, can I go down my list of suspects? Yes. Okay. I know I didn't name all of them. No, you didn't. It was just a long list. But these were interesting. First of all, I want everybody to know that your stepfather back in the 80s or 70s or 60s or whatever it's might not. have a photo that looks just like that sketch and it's... And he might be a douchebag, but it doesn't mean he's a murderer. (laughs) Okay. So in 2007, Dennis Kaufman. Did you hear about that one? Is that the guy that wrote the book? No. Oh, okay. Uh, He made a claim that his stepfather, Jack Torrance. Mm, I did read. I did read that one. I left that one out. Yeah. And he was hardcore going on all the news and everything saying that. He found, um, okay, that he went in the attic. He found similar executioner style hood. Same with the Zodiac symbol mm-hmm. on it. Yes. And as well as a bloody knife, he said. And they all say this. The handwriting styles are the same. Right. He And so he said all that would match up. S- somehow, I guess people didn't take him seriously or didn't, not all. It, there's a lot. A lot of these people that come forward and are like, it's my dad. <laughs> well, first of all, why would you want your dad to be the Zodiac right. killer? And anyway, okay. Yeah, that's such a bizarre thing. Right. Not even just the <laughs> the, the dad, stepdad thing. This was his it, actual dad, right? Okay. No, that's oh. a stepdad. You're right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so the James Earl Van Best Jr. was mm-hmm, a stepdad mm-hmm. too. Or no, he was no, a real he's dad. A, he's his biological he's dad. Okay. Okay. So seven years later, Gary Stewart wrote a book and has his Hulu special about, uh, oh, what's his dad's name again? Earl Van Bess Jr. Earl Van Bess Jr. Now this guy, his biological father, Earl, mm-hmm. abandoned him when he was four weeks old. Um, 
probably the best thing that could have happened to him. Right, him and his mom. Yeah, his mom says she did not know. She went out, went to work, came home. The dad said he's not here anymore. Right. He left him at an apartment complex or something. I don't know. And um, the mom later reunites with, she finds him, finds Gary. Well, Gary, him reuniting with his mom meant so much to him. It went so well that he decides he wants to find out who his biological father is. So he goes on this hunt for his biological father. And then he did not intend for it. (laughs) He did not intend for it to go down this rabbit hole, he says. But it did at the point where he was given a picture of his dad, the only picture he has of his his so-called biological dad, Mm -hmm. um, that was given to him from the police station, I believe. It later, he thought it was a driver's license picture. It later turns out to be... The mugshot, um, because his Earl mm-hmm. ends up basically raping his mom. She was 14 when they met. Um, she was getting off a school bus, which is another like, hmm, this is his fascination with school buses and kids. Right. And anyway, so she, he went after her mm-hmm. and finally hooked her and got pregnant. And her parents kept um, burpee, kept going finding her arrest having him arrested putting her in juvie blah 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 the final ended up she got pregnant by him and then they run off together and she has this baby he can't handle it when she goes to work he puts this little baby in a trunk and closes it oh my god yeah because he doesn't want to hear it cry and so um yeah the end result was at four weeks he ends up getting rid of the baby mm-hmm. and she comes her her story is she didn't know anything about it, comes back. She says she left him right away. It turns out she didn't. She left him like a month later. Whatever. Read the book. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> trying to do my really quick version. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he has this photo and um, it was like one of those America Most Wanted kind of stories. Right. And they flashed this the drawing that everybody sees mm-hmm. up on the TV and he was like, he said he couldn't even speak. Mm-hmm. I, I guess he says a sound came out of his mouth. Right. And his son came in and he's like, hey, that's you. And he's like, no, that's my dad. And so that's where he began thinking his dad was the Zodiac Killer. Well, like I said, that photo looks like just about any man back in those days. Right. So anyway... He um, he went down this whole rabbit hole of investigating and saying that um, his dad's handwriting looks just like the killer. Right. Um, there Which a were, lot of people are like, no, it doesn't. No, well, and they and in in this documentary, they do have a handwriting specialist that does confirm that that could be mm-hmm. his handwriting, and then they do he does his own cipher deciphering mm-hmm. <laughs> and says that his um the name his dad's name is in the site the, the cipher and he says he said he was going to put his name in there and he did mm-hmm. and it is in there mm-hmm. <laughs> so but they also when they debunked it they were showing um how you can make a whole bunch of names out of it so he he also uh they're the fingerprints 
So they were showing he had a scar on his thumb and there's a scar or an index finger or something. Well, there's a scar in the print. Uh-huh. And there, then they, they also debunked that mm-hmm. saying, well, no, that's actually the other hand. And if you put them together, they don't match. Right. And many people have scars on their hands. Mm-hmm. So it's more common than you think. Right. And then, um, oh, what was another thing? There's just a lot. you got to watch the documentary. So, so there was, oh, just go ahead and keep, keep going. Because I would just want to make a no, point about the make handwriting. Yeah. So um, I was listening to the Generation Y podcast. Mm-hmm. And they had, um, what was his name? Mike Mortford. So he's like one of these people, sleuths that goes, like he's done a lot of research. He has a website mm-hmm. and whatever. And he was kind of talking about it too. He's like, I don't know this guy, you know, from... But what they the piece of handwriting that they got from the dad mm-hmm. turns out wasn't even the dad's handwriting. It was the, the guy. Yes, it's from the marriage certificate. Yeah, it's and, the it priest. Was a priest. Yeah, so he's like he's matching up the, saying the, the priest is the priest so is the, the killer. killer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good point. I forgot about that. Um, oh, there's just a whole bunch. But but then they what I appreciate about the documentary this how they go back and they debunk you know they're like no then there's this then there's that so he has them test his dna right against the dna the dna and they're showing how it's smudged and you can't really read it and he's like no because you can see there's these numbers and they're exact and takes it to it it's listen here's what i got from it it is somebody i don't know why you would want it other than you want to write this book and make some money right which the guy isn't hurting for money either right. but all right i don't know if he wants the attention maybe i, I think he, he just like it's like trying to 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 make something fit into a mm-hmm. narrative where his he sees that his dad has this look he's mm-hmm. like hey my dad's the zodiac so he's now he's trying to make make the story fit this narrative right, somehow right. you know what i mean instead why wouldn't you want to discredit it so that you could find who your dad really is right because maybe your dad really is still alive who knows uh, it's sad and it and like i kept a son of a bitch to begin with well yeah but we all learn something maybe i don't know sounds like his mom might have learned but whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) sounds like he was a son of a bitch i mean he he was if he wasn't the zodiac killer he did something right okay so then what about so who's your favorite was this guy your favorite Uh uh-uh all right lawrence k aka kane oh they did him that's the one that i didn't okay that's my favorite is it really? Because he doesn't you. look anything like him, though. No, the no, not not the, the composite. not his older picture, but his younger picture when all of it would have happened. Right. It looks like him. Does he? Mm-hmm. His glasses. Mm-hmm. He has the same glasses. He has the same face. That the the way the chin is. Mm-hmm. Everything. I was like, no. I thought it was the guy that you liked. Right. I was with that up until. They showed the young him, and I was like, now they keep showing the older him, the chubbier with the double chin, and I'm like, that doesn't even look anything like him. Right. But the young version, the skinny, it is him. I'm like, but all the evidence was like, oh my God, it's so compelling. Because, okay, so they interviewed this guy, um, 
with the the girl in Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Was that what it is? Lake Tahoe? No. Yeah. Oh God. Well, let me see if I have her name on here. I'm gonna be Darnley. Oh wait. Okay, let me just read this. In 1962, he was involved in a car accident that left him brain damaged, resulting in his behavior. A psychiatrist said uh, Kane was losing the ability to control self-gratification. Kane can be seen in the cipher. My name is also... Oh, in his name, ha- there were three eights at equal 24, and his birthday is 1924. Interesting. He was uh, Darlene Farron had a sister who said Kane would follow her all the time and harass her. In the weeks leading up to her murder, he was following her a lot more and harassing her. Interesting. So there was that connection. Mm-hmm. And then Kane best fits the age and physical description. He also lived or worked in that in all the areas that everything was happening. He, he either lived or worked or was there for something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, um okay, Kathleen Johns, who escaped, was able to give the best face description and was able to pick him out of the police lineup. So when they showed photos, she picked him. Okay. Yeah, and I did see that. Yeah. I did see that. Also on the History Channel. Uh, did the investigation that brought the Zodiac Killer to Albany, New York. Um, they found Ross Sullivan and Kane both have a connection to New York. Right. However, it's the Kane guy, I think, was actually in Albany. And I think, and he actually has, they both have cryptography or whatever in there. Background. Well, you already said that about yeah, Sullivan. Well, it's, that was the most interesting mm-hmm. thing. Is like, so many. How is it that these suspects like all have so many like similar, like you could just throw so many people in a room and you're not going to find that many no. similarities with them. With like, across the country from like California all the way to Albany, New yeah, York. That's so like, crazy. That was crazy to me. Me too. Because it's not even like it's a common thing. That's right. a very unusual right. specialty. And then Kane was a military man with a rap sheet and trained in code writing um, and also lived in Northern California at the time. They found a school photo of Sullivan. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Actually, you have the school photo? Oh, yes. Oh, see, to me, that is insane. Isn't that? Yeah, he was my favorite until I saw the young photo of this guy. But there's just too much. Listen to this. Okay. 11 years ago, a woman, Deborah Perez, came forward claiming her father. Oh, this is another suspect. I'll get to that one. Hold on. I got to find the... Okay. 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 So Kane worked at the same building as the nurse. Was it Donna? Donna Lass? Yeah. Donna Lass. um... And I didn't name that person in any of the... Who, Donna? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well. Because it was loosely, it, it wasn't one of the, oh, one the, of the core murders. Oh, so okay, well. Really... Well, they went and talked to this guy that lived with Donna and Kane. And they were, they he, he didn't really know what the whole questioning was about. And he said something like, yeah, he had a Zodiac on his wall. And they were like, wait, what? Zodiac? What? <laughs> and then they realized, no, like a astrological chart. Oh, thing. Okay. And so um, 
And then because that's significant because they realized part of the ciphering, deciphering, whatever, um, they realized they, they started to figure out something about a 13 month calendar and using the day name Dolly and how that all and all five murders were done on the same day, all on Dolly. Did oh, you see that? No. Yeah. All five murders were done on Dolly. No matter what date and year, it was all on the same day. Wow. So basically all on like a Monday or Tuesday or whatever. So whatever day that landed on. On the 13-month calendar. He he was using a 13-month calendar, which is, again, all about Zodiac, astrology, the whole thing. So this guy, this guy that lived with him, he's this old guy they're talking to, was talking about how Donna really trusted people and how weird kind of Kane was. And, oh, <laughs> he said that his mom lived in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And um, like every so many weeks or whatever, right. or once a month, he would go to San Francisco. So that brings him to San Francisco, to San Francisco. And then he also and then his. So does he have a Riverside connection? Uh, I don't I didn't see anything about that one. I didn't look into that. And he was very obsessed with his mother, though. Oh, that's weird. Like, grossly obsessed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, hold on, Oedipus hold on. Oedipus obsessed? I guess, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me see. This dog is bored with us already. He's, like, snoring. Okay, Worse so. Worse his mom. Yeah. All right, let's see. 11 years ago, a woman, Deborah Perez, came forward claiming her father was a um, guy ward. Did you talk about him? Mm-mm. Hendrickson was the Zodiac killer. She set up on seeing, oh, yeah. So this woman, I think she's an attorney, mm-hmm. too. And she's like, she saw the composite sketch once again. Right. <laughs> and she said she recognized him as her father. And she was her adopted father. Right. And that she found cards or letters that were held by the police that were written by her or her father. Right. And then... Um, oh, let's not forget Ted Cruz. Just oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said she had gone along with him to the killings as a child. I mean, knowingly, obviously. Did you hear my mic? Yeah. That was weird. She said she would hear gunshots and he would just say it was firecrackers. She was only seven. Um, he kept telling her he was sick and killed many people. He would bring back glasses and like memento, yeah. like mementos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mementos. It sounds like a um, piece of candy. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, oh, oh. She says... He brought back glasses like the cab driver's glasses um, that the police said they would investigate, but I guess they didn't. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I have those glasses. Like, she's saying they belong to... But has the FBI, like, like have they... I just feel like a lot of these are like, if if they're true, the FBI has been like... Don't you think they would have been... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would think. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the... Oh, Larry, uh, Larry, old uh, Kane. Kane's my guy. I have to, I'm looking up a picture of him young. You have to get a young picture, though. Okay, so maybe the young picture, maybe, yeah. Let me see. Is that him? 
Says Lawrence King. No, that's that um, ever ever the Gary's dad. Oh, why does that say Lawrence King? They that's messed why up I hate the internet. This one? That's the old picture. Because that's the one I see, and I'm yeah. just like, no, no that's no, no. not him. There's this one. No, there's. There's one, okay, they found one of him standing outside IHOP, which they were like, okay, how many pictures do people get? A, how many times do you have to go to IHOP to get a photo taken outside of IHOP? And he, all it is is you can see him standing like next to a truck, mm-hmm. and you see the IHOP um, logo on the, you know, the, what's the thing? The stump? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. The curb? Yeah. No? What did I say his name was? Lawrence Kane. Lawrence Kane K. Yeah. How do you spell Lawrence? Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence. I have to look it up here. Lawrence. Lawrence. I did that. Lawrence. Yeah, but that's the young him. I don't know. That's the young him? Mm-hmm. See, that doesn't look anything like... Do you think? Huh? Now like I have to look... see it next to the black and white. To the drawing. There's the drawing. Let me see the drawing. Oh. I don't oh. know. I'm still liking Sullivan. I like Sullivan too, but I like I like this guy's story makes more sense to me. Oh, so on the Sullivan one, I guess mm-hmm. his brother was that Riverside girl that got killed that was murdered. His oh. brother was dating her sister. Get out! And he had tried yes, to, I he remember tried to ask that. her out, and she mm. like kind of just was like, no. So he was all but hurt. So I don't know. I have, let me see this guy. Can you pull, let me see the drawing again. Okay, let me hold him up like this. See the nose aren't, I don't know. The hair is definitely not. (laughs) The eyebrows are not. No, there's not even a cliff thing. It looks like this guy more, huh? Mm -hmm. His cheeks are too chubby. I'm not liking the photo. I like the story, but I'm not liking the photo. No, he got better looking as he got older. You think so? Look, this this picture? Oh, well, no, maybe this that. one. Oh, okay. I don't think when they do those depo- those sketches, mm-hmm. they never look like the guy. Right. Never. Like I'm like, how did they find that guy from that? Thing that fucking never looks the same. Sometimes they're right on. No. <laughs> She's off. <laughs> None that I've seen. They try. One of these days, I just want to see them arrest the black and white photo <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> so we should do put the photo up to our face and have it like they're arresting the actual person <laughs> it actually looks like the sketch that's uh, it's probably been done and here's another picture of ross yeah, yeah he's a he does he's a heavy set guy and that, a lo- the picture the does not look like he's a heavy set guy yeah well but in all the descriptions, yeah. he's heavy set and he's barrel chested. Yeah. And like that one where they got his footprints. Again. <laughs> it almost. I know. It said it was like, mm-hmm. he had to be somebody that was at least 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. I was torn between Sullivan and, and this guy. guy. And then right before I was coming here, I was watching a little bit more. I was like, no, I think I like Kane for it. That's crazy. And then That's I good. wanted to see what you were gonna say. I know. I can't believe I don't. I don't know why we've never really gotten into this one. I don't know, but it's kind of a fun like. Mm, yeah, what do you who think? Done it? What do you think? Who, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who done it? 
Well, and obviously, like, it's captivated so many people for years. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, this huge community out there of people that are just, like, trying to figure out who it is and mm-hmm. try to decipher these ciphers. And, yeah. It's I mean, look, like at, you and I both watched and read and did the same stuff, but we, we both up, have just slightly different, but right. still. And there's still, so, we still came up with even more. Right. Like, you came up with more. I came up with some. You came up with more. <laughs> no, I think you had a lot of good stuff there. I mean, yeah, these are crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy that there's not more hauntings surrounding this, though. Right. I mean, maybe because they're outside and people aren't really outside doing ghost hunts. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, you know, Lover's Lane is a bad idea. Do not do it, kids. Don't go to Lover's Lane. Might get your head chopped off by I Jason. Mean, go to a hotel. <laughs> well... <laughs> You might catch something else there. <laughs> if you're going to do it, go to a hotel. Anyways. Sneak in your bedroom. Yeah. Crazy. So that's our first podcast of two. You know what happened to me one time? What? Oh, my Is this going to be a Lover's Lane story? <laughs> I snuck into this, guys. What? <laughs> we were really drunk, too, all of us. And then I ended up in his room and then I'm like, is your mom going to come? No, she's at work. She's at work. Okay, you swear because I'm not coming in if your mom's going to get. No, she doesn't get off till five. Right. Oh, she came home early. Oh. And I am jumping out of the window into rose bushes. <laughs> yeah, it's stickers. usually the guy. It's me. It was me. Into a rose bush. Into a rose bush. He's <laughs> shoving me out the window. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting stickers all of me. A little tipsy. And then I'm, like, running to find my friend. And I'm cracking up. I'm laughing so hard as I'm running out. You at least had your clothes on, right? Yeah, we hadn't gotten that far. We got oh. far, but not That's that hilarious. Far. How old were you? Run. How old were you? Ooh, are you going to keep that one a secret? That's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Old enough for mom to be involved. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Pretty sure my children don't know that story. Well, they do now. I don't know. They're going to be like... At least one of them. And then they'll understand why they had locks on their windows and I had the key. (laughs) That's funny. Because their windows were at the front of the house. Oh, they were, huh? Yeah. So, we and they're low. Mm-hmm. But there's rose bushes outside those windows. <laughs> For a reason. And Mama uh, learned. Mm-hmm. And I would just had I had um, locks on the windows because we don't want anybody breaking in. Mm-hmm. I also don't want little kids breaking out or sneaking anybody in. Aren't you glad that um, I was a smart mom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that New Year's was like on a Friday, so like it's Saturday. It feels great. Mm-hmm. I I loved Christmas. Oh my gosh, how was your Christmas? It was amazing. It was like the Christmas I always dreamed of. I love going to my sister's, don't get me wrong, I miss that. But it was so nice just having my kids and their significance. And we had a little Mexican fiesta. Did no, you? No ham or turkey. We had like... Tamales? Pozole? Mm-hmm. Menudo? No. What? <laughs> Did you have tacos, burritos... We had enchiladas. Enchiladas. <laughs> we had this thing I call a Mexican casserole. And we, had, <laughs> and we had this thing that I don't know what Connor and uh, Leslie call it, but it's delicious. It's like in this iron pan with 
chunks of meat and cheese and peppers, and it was very spicy. Mm. <laughs> it was delicious. But yeah, it's a form of tacos. 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 And uh, we had some frijoles, and uh, it was nice. Toot, toot. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice, you know. I made pozole <laughs> for the you? first time ever. I've never, I can't believe like all these years with the kids and everything yeah. that I've never made pozole. How come? I don't know. What does it consist of? You know what? The first, Because one year I tried to make pork tacos mm. and I cooked the, the pork. I think it was like a pork loin or something. Like I just cooked it too long mm. and it was tough. And I think... That kind of scarred me for life to mm. make anything that was pork. I, I just, it was just like, Did I you... think I'm a good cook. Yeah, you are. I've had your stuff. But that was like, I just didn't want to. Did you like, okay, use your Instapot? I did not. Oh, crazy. No, we have this huge pot that we cook outside. <gasps> uh, we what? have like some burners outside. No. Yeah. We use that for the menu though. So I used it for the pozole and it came out really good. I asked my um, Tia Yoli for her recipe. Nice. And how long did not, it take? It was just a few hours. It oh. was like three or four hours. That's not bad. Yeah. So it did. The that kids liked yummy. it. So you had a little it. Mexicana fiesta too? And an, a little bit of uh, New Mexican because <laughs> I born in New Mexico and mm-hmm. I lived there up until like I was six years old. But we have my, my mom's family primarily lives in New Mexico. New Mexico so. Mexican food is very different than yes. Arizona yeah. Mexican food. <laughs> When I, when we moved here when I was very young, mm-hmm. and my grand, my dad's mom is from Mexico, mm-hmm. I did not care for her cooking at all. Really? Because I was like so used to the New Mexican, New Mexican. style, mm-hmm. and my grandma's cooking over there, and my mom's cooking, mm-hmm. and then when we came over here, I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? It, it took me a long time. It took me a long time to really, and, and not only that, but so many people... Like Mexican food here is mm-hmm. like come from different regions of Mexico mm-hmm. and it's not like New Mexican cooking at all. No. And anyway. if you go to a little hole in the wall that's mm-hmm. like family owned and have that Mexican food, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, that's Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to like a chain like Garcia's and have Mexican food. Right. <laughs> right. It's just like Mexican food. But new Mexican food. Mm, new Mexican food. That's a whole new twist. I mean, that is... And new my Tia Yoli's pozole is not like my mom's pozole. Interesting. It's two different kind of recipes. My mom's pozole mm. is just red chili. Mm. My Tia's pozole literally has pato sauce in it. <laughs> but it's good. It is so good. It was so good. Girl. Okay, can I just say... <laughs> listen... Listen, I went to Indianapolis for a conference, right, Uh for community legal services. Uh And there's this huge spread, and they've got all these different kinds of foods, and they have Mexican food. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this should be interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was. Like, I'm like, what is that? Those are quesadillas, everybody's saying. And I'm like, no, nope. (laughs) I don't know what those are, but those are not quesadillas. Mm-hmm. Like, do you people know what Mexican food is? I don't know what that is. And then they had, I think they were trying to make uh, chalupas. Mm-hmm. Chalupas? Chalupas, yeah. And I don't even know how to say it. It's the stuffy things, right? Yeah. 
And, um, but I think that's what they were calling the quesadillas. Or empanadas? No, because they were stuffed. Are empanadas stuffed? Mm-hmm. I think because they, that's what they were calling the um, quesadillas. They uh-huh. were these little triangles. Uh-huh. And they were like used uh, cornmeal or something. Really? Anyway, they were not quesadillas. Anyways, I also made bizcochitos, which is a totally I don't miss. know what that is. I can't believe as many times as you went out. I know to you Mexico? know what Blake's is. I mean, to New Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, Blake's my place. Okay. Damn it. I can't believe I didn't save you any. I'm going to make some. Tell me what it is. It's just like, um, uh, I want to say sugar cookie, but not a sugar cookie. Oh. It's almost like a snickerdoodle, but it's more of a. I have heard of them. It's, yeah. Pretty and sure it's got I haven't anise. Had them. It's got the spice anise in mm-hmm. it and uh, cinnamon and sugar on the top. Oh, yeah. It's really, really good. Yummy. It's but really I haven't good. had one, I no? don't think. I'm trying to think of what else it is. It's just a very simple recipe. Mm. Like with lard. Mm. Mm. The best of it. I was watching this special. I had no idea there's so many different ways to make tortillas. Did you? I there only is. Know one way. What? There is. What? Yes, I was watching this special. They went to Mexico, mm-hmm. and then, like, right off the border here, they were, like, Texas and off the border there. Like, and there's different... Are you talking about, like, gorditas, and then, no. like, the really thin ones, and then... Just tortillas. Flour tortillas. There's there's different lards, uh-huh. make them different ways, and make them taste different. Really? So, like, flour water vegetable salt. or yeah salt and then like if you just use um not vegetable lard what is it lard, uh, just lard yeah mm-hmm. and then some use butter mm-hmm. some use that really butter some I use what else were they I using like, i like butter on my tortilla yeah me too straight off the i could just like stove. od on tortillas mm-hmm. and i have a great recipe it's called Flour, water, lard, <laughs> salt. I have it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then they were doing the whole, there's corn tortillas, there's these, but it, but the difference is the different fat that they put into it. Interesting. And it makes it taste different. My mom stopped using lard because mm-hmm. when my, we were younger, they found out my brother was diabetic mm. when he was like four years old. So then my mom was... This was her way of making it a little bit more healthy. So she started just using like uh, vegetable oil. Mm, mm-hmm. And they keep so much longer. They, really? When you're using lard, you have to kind of eat them right away. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they get kind of hard. Mm. The vegetable oil ones last forever. So no lard. Vegetable Not that they oil. last forever because they last they're longer. made, they're gone. <laughs> and there's nothing like a homemade one. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. Yes, there is. Uh, I think it's at Costco. <laughs> they sell, and then you heat them up on your thing oh. and cook them. Are those good? They're really. They taste like homemade. Really? To I've me. I've seen them and wondered, but I've never tried them. But to me, they do. The only the closest I've come to cheating is uh, when the kids were small. I used to use this stuff, and it's actually made by Quaker. Mm-hmm. It's called Arina Preparada, and they used to have it at Fries, but they don't anymore. And you just add water. So it's like already the lard's cut. Oh, it's that car- stuff that you... I saw you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not really good. good, too. Anyways, I just got a recipe not that long ago. Homemade. The best recipe. Tastes like my mom's. Aww. But it's actually measured. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
Wait. I, I wasn't given this gift. Do you make, have you made um, tamales? Yes. We oh. made them last year and the year before. Well, mm. yeah. I have But not, we didn't do it this year. But I would like to learn. Mm. Maybe we should make them together. Shall we? Have a tamale pate? Yes, we should. Okay. Let's do it. We'll make tamales and then I'll teach you how to make a patizza. I, yes. <laughs> you show me how to make a patizza. A patizza. <laughs> I, I like I don't know why. <laughs> a patizza. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Make the best of it. I think each one I'm going to sing on now. Happy New Year! You are welcome. I'm going to start measuring our ratings, like how many, how many listens since you started singing. Are we losing listeners? Okay. All right, you guys. Have a good night. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Alma. I'm Carly. Good night.